This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Evolve by Erica, the podcast. This is Erica Polsonelli, your host, and we are here to talk about all things spirituality, health, wellness, 5D, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello guys and welcome to another episode. I am so excited. I have a very special guest today, someone who holds a lot of space for me personally. Um, If you know me, you know I really like to take care of my energy on my own through my practice. But when I feel so safe and I... It's just so powerful to have someone else hold space for you. And that's truly what I found in Catherine, who's here today. She is a certified acupuncturist and she's the owner of Elemental Wellness. If you guys saw my most recent post there, it was about the facial reflux, no, facial rejuvenation. Um, It was a hit on Instagram, actually. So you kind of met her already through a reel, but she's here today. We're going to talk about, who knows, like all the things, and that's kind of how our sessions are together. Soon as she gets in the room, I chew her ear off, and then she's like, okay, Erica, stop talking. You need to rest and receive the service. So we're taking that conversation here, having you guys come in on it, because it is always full of so much healing, so much soul, and so much wisdom. So I'm so excited to welcome you, Kat. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk as always. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm so excited as well. So just take a moment to introduce yourself, share a little bit about what you do, Mm -hmm. the space that you have, and anything else you're guided to. Sure. Um, So my name is Katherine Jaeger. I am a licensed acupuncturist. I've been practicing for um, five or six years now. I came to acupuncture on my own healing journey. Um, My mother actually introduced me. I was having issues with anxiety in my early 20s. And she, as she has with many things, introduced me to acupuncture and suggested I try it. Um, I was hooked very early on. I absolutely loved it. Um, And I remember being in the room and I would lay on the table and I would think to myself, wow, this is so incredible. If it didn't involve needles, I would absolutely (laughs) want to do this for the rest of my life. And, you know, I just, I would, I was like you, I was sitting on the table or I was laying on the table and I was thinking to my, and I would be like asking him about this meridian and that meridian and what does this relate to and how is the heart related to the small intestine and how is, you know, what is the pericardium and all of these things and my, it just, my my brain wouldn't stop when I was there. Um, And then, you know, probably about five years, six years later, I ended up, you know, transitioning in careers and uh, decided to go to acupuncture school. Um, and that's where I am today. Incredible. Yeah. I love asking. Well, most recently in our most recent session, we were playing like the guess the meridian (laughs) game. (laughs) She would like put the needle in a space and I'm like, Oh, I felt that in my kidney. Was it my kidney? And she's like, okay, (laughs) you stop talking now (laughs) because I just, I, I mean, what this journey has brought me of awakening and awareness is the understanding of how powerful our body is as just, I mean, it wants to heal. Mm -hmm. We have the capacity to heal ourselves in different ways. And this is definitely another avenue that we can do that. And that I love to do that. I know when, as soon as I walk into your space, if anyone's local, you really have to go to experience it because as soon as I walk in there, I feel immediately 
just relieved of anything that's gone on that day. And I always felt that way. But the last time I came in, I almost was like, I shouldn't have acupuncture today because I'm on a, you know, when you're on a roll with like being productive, getting stuff done, I'm like, ooh, like I almost probably shouldn't have acupuncture today because I'm not going to be able to unwind. There's still things I need to do and I'm in a roll right now. Sure enough, as soon as I got there, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so relaxed. Like it's just a really special space that you create. Thank you. I think that at the end of the day, anything that we choose to do um, for our own healing starts with the nervous system. Yeah. And it starts with feeling safe and it starts with, you know, they used to say the treatment starts the second you walk in. Yep. So it's important that the entire space be healing mm-hmm. from the colors to the interactions, every to the sounds, everything there should be supporting the totality of the person. It's not the, the one exact needle that I'm putting in or, you know, nailing this exact thing Mm -hmm. what it is it's the totality of the experience at the end of the day because healing happens within us you know i'm just a catalyst i'm a vessel or i'm a you know i'm a channel for that healing to come through Mm -hmm. ultimately the end of the day the body is doing the healing the body is getting pregnant the body is working through the pain the body is i mean we can go on and on with all the different things that are out there right Mm -hmm. um but we're just, we're the catalyst for it. Yeah. You know, we're helping to be the catalyst for it. Totally. And the work that you do goes beyond that space. I feel like while we're in there, there's moments, like I tell you all the time, I like, I literally go somewhere else when I'm resting there, but you, you're able to create space within yourself to have these revelations, to be able to open up to a new perspective. It just creates space for you to relax, going back to the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So other Things can flow through. Mm-hmm. Other messages can come through, mm-hmm. or healing can yeah. truly happen. And that that image of flow is so important. Um, one of the biggest things that we all learn coming out of acupuncture school or any other profession that works with people is that is to create boundaries. Because mm-hmm. a good practitioner is going to have good boundaries between themselves and their patients. When I walk in a room, I'm fully present in that room. Mm-hmm. I'm fully present with the person. I'm there, but I also have energetic boundaries that allow me to leave that room behind when I when I walk out. Yeah. And that's important because I need to keep the container empty to allow the flow to continue. Yeah. I can't carry the energy of one treatment into the next treatment. Mm-hmm. I can't carry the energy home at the end of the day. So true. But that allows me to... It, when I first graduated, that felt selfish. So that's something you learned. And that was something I learned. Okay. That for me to be a good practitioner, I need to be able to allow everything to flow through and then also leave. Mm. Do they teach you slash have you come up with ways or leaned into ways that help you practice those boundaries? Do you have any like specific rituals or mantras anything that helps you to do that um at the end of the day you know coming home and showering and Mm -hmm. just energetic energetically like and and consciously like letting that energy like wash off you and like then transitioning into your own space is a big thing breath work is something meditation when i was in school we did a lot of work with meditation um and that's such a profound way to kind of come back to the center and the core um i love working with the elements Mm -hmm. and one of the um what that reminds me of is actually the metal of excuse me the element of metal in chinese medicine um 
the metal, the element of metal is associated with the lung, which is obviously our breath, mm-hmm. but also the element of metal is the ability to let things go. And so when you have a healthy metal element, it's the ability to keep what is necessary and let the rest go. And the greatest image of that is in the fall, a tree, it appears to be dying, but it's not in fact dying. What it's doing is it's taking all the vital energy into its core and everything that isn't necessary to it is falling away. And in doing it, when doing that, what happens is that the tree actually preserves what it needs to continue on life in the next generative cycle. And that's a season, right? That's a seasonal image. But we go through all of those seasonal elements every single day in our lives. We can go through them in a 10 minute space of time, Mm -hmm. taking in and required, like taking what is required, what is necessary for us to continue and allowing the rest of it to fall away. Yeah. Um, and that is breath work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That is being able to connect back into the core, draw back in what is necessary and continue on. I, a lot of things co- came to mind as you were sharing that and some things I'm relating and connecting it back to like my Kundalini training where acupuncture is quite traditional mm-hmm. and w- would you say ancient? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And I know Kundalini is as well. And there were things that my teachers have shared with me too that at first like didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But then you you like with experience, mm-hmm. like you said, you learn to understand. And one thing I remember them saying is that like you should never give anything for free mm-hmm. ever. And I was like, well, what if someone's in need? What if mm-hmm. I want to do a free class? And they're like, charge a penny. Mm-hmm. There has to be some type of exchange for the offering. Mm-hmm. And it it takes some time to understand that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in these, I I feel like in the world that we're living in, we talk about it all the time, just being in the age of information and just having access to so much. um, There's such a shift in that space and being able to take what we've been taught in a more traditional setting and making it our own and feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. with those boundaries and bringing it into that space is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, Something else important that you touched on there as well is that whether it's Kundalini or um, Ayurveda or traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. um, all of those all of those hold space for the individual. Yeah, we aren't looking at people as kind of prototypes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there are things where it's like Vata, or you have someone yeah. that might be kidney yang deficient, but each person is the sum of their own experience. So you're never going to have the same exact person walk into your space. No two people are going to need the same exact things. Yep. People might need different tone of voice. They might need, some might, people might need tough love. Some people just need to be like cared for and held and seen. But all of those ancient traditions hold space for the fact that the energy comes in and embo- like we embody energy in the same principles of it, we embody it in unique ways for each, for every single person mm-hmm. who's walking around on this earth, all of us. And that's incredible. So true. So healing also ends up being individual. Absolutely. And that actually brings me to when we recorded the facial rejuvenation, mm-hmm. like we were there to bring the content to Instagram and show and highlight all the amazing work that you do and some, a service that I think so many people would love and one that I love so much, which, which has given me so much. But I remember you asked Chrissy to leave the room and you wanted to talk to me because it was still about Mm. 
like regardless of what we were there for, you mm-hmm. were like, okay, you're going to receive this and I need to know like, how are you feeling? And mm-hmm. we still had like that intimate moment and that personal moment to catch up mm-hmm. so that you know where you would go in the practice before we even started mm-hmm. the content. And I think that's such a testament to like the integrity of your practice Thank and, you. um, and you as a healer, but walk us through, you know, I love like every detail, walk us through like what do you listen for? What do you look for? And then like, how do you decide there? How many meridian points are there in the body? I think there's, I don't remember. I think there's some, there's something like 300 and something. Okay. I don't remember. So you have 300 choices mm-hmm. of where to go. Like how More, do you closer get, to four. <laughs> okay. How do you get there? Mm-hmm. So that's a, it's a very layered question for mm-hmm. me because at this point now I've kind of taken my more TCM t- training, some Japanese training. What's TCM? Oh, traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. Yeah, which is um, what is most common. Do you need to be an acupuncturist? Yeah. Well, yes, that is okay. what all the that's like the that's what the textbooks are based on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the boards are based on. You have so many different styles of acupuncture that kind of come in. You have five element. You have Japanese. You have. Um, there's a host of different styles out there that you can draw from. I really love the school that I went to because it taught three styles interchangeably at the same time, which can make it challenging because it's kind of like becoming trilingual as a child. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes children who are bilingual, it takes them a little bit longer to speak because yeah. they're kind of navigating between these two languages. But at the end of the day, they have two heart languages, yes. which they understand. Um, and so that was that was the training that I came out of and I have continued in that. And it was a little bit hard to navigate early on because like, where am I drawing from? Like, what is my lens that I'm looking at each body through? Um, what I ended up doing was studying um, with Lori Deshar, who is a five element acupuncturist. And so a lot for me, a lot of the filter has come through the five elements. Okay. So I will listen for the tone of voice for the posture of a person. Oh my gosh, for... yeah, I know this. I'm going to be analyzing this when I come and see you. <laughs> so I look at all these things. Tell me, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Tone of voice, <laughs> posture, let's go. I want to hear it the all. The color of the skin. Um, what else? The sound of the voice. Does mm-hmm. someone sound like they're shouting? Do they sound like they're singing? Um, is someone open? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm talking to someone, are they like open and willing to share? Are they bubbly? Or are they like closed off and very reticent, you know, are they very guarded? Mm. Um, are they just someone who doesn't talk a lot, like by nature? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at all of those things. At this point now, that's so second nature to me that I don't even realize necessarily that I'm doing it, yeah. but it's a huge part of the filter that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I layer that in with something called the extraordinary vessels, uh, which are eight channels that run in the body that are the only vessels that are meridians that are um, prenatal. Okay. And so in almost every single one of my treatments at this point now, with the exception sometimes of certain pain conditions or it's rare, but there are certain treatments that I won't gauge them. But almost every single one of my treatments uses those vessels at this point. Um, And those are primordial vessels. They're the storehouses of um, energy mm-hmm. in the body. And so I tap in and I use those. I see them almost as archetypes. Um, so some are more dominant than others for people. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. It's more, it's more matching to some degree, to some degree. I mean, it's, for example, there's this meridian called Chong. It runs down the center of the body and 
when someone feels disconnected, it's the primordial, it's the, it's the self before life happened. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yeah. So wow. it's the original blueprint. De- it's the, it's the original blueprint of what we were born into the world. Wow. With. So sometimes people will come in and if they're feeling a disconnection from them, from themselves, yeah. that's, you're going right for that. I'm going right for that because Down ultimately, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of them. Um, and I mean that one actually has points on other meridians. It doesn't have its own meridian, but I'm going straight for that because mm. I, the person needs to connect to themselves yeah. needs to, and I don't know what their dharma is, mm-hmm. but they need to connect to that for their life to unfold, totally. for their healing to unfold, so for their someone, wisdom to unfold. If someone's looking for their life path, like I work with so many people who are mm-hmm. like, I want to know my purpose. Mm-hmm. I want, I feel disconnected from like my source. Mm-hmm. That would be mm-hmm. something you would mm-hmm. tune into. Yeah, wow. definitely. What do you feel like? Is there anything else you want to share there? I don't know if I cut you off. Okay. Um, What do you feel like most people come in for? Is it more spiritual alignment? Is it more physical healing? Emotional healing? I treat a lot of women's health. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been very interested in that. Um, I don't think there's a lot of great options out there. There's increasingly more. So let me put that in there. But... Traditionally, like in the last, Western medicine has not had a lot of great solutions Mm -hmm. for women's health. Yeah. And acupuncture does provide that. I love working with that. Um, So I would say I actually like attract in a lot of those people. And that can be anything from painful periods to um, uh, hormonal migraines, Mm -hmm. um, PMS, irregular cycles. And then that also gets into fertility. Okay. Which also ultimately gets into pregnancy as well. Yeah. So yeah. So you feel like that's most popular in your Yeah, I would say that that's probably my most common mm-hmm. is working with women's health. And then a lot of pain. I mean, acupuncture is known for being good for, um, you know, uh, musculoskeletal pain. Yeah. So that is always coming in the door. But what's interesting about working with that is that there can be many roots of muscular pain. Um, you know, physical trauma, but also emotional trauma mm. um, comes into it. So, so you have to be aware, I feel, you have to be aware in treating musculoskeletal pain that you are also holding space for the emotions that may be lingering underneath there. Totally. So. Yeah. Do you feel like some of this can trigger or bring up traumas that are within? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, but I do think it is, I feel that it is important to, especially if someone has a history of trauma that I know about, it's important to always be holding space for that in the sense that this isn't true 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But especially if it's the first time I'm working with someone, I want to, one, treat the spirit to make sure that it is cared for. But I also don't want to go too heavy too quickly because mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I'm holding space for what comes up. I don't want to, I don't want to blow yeah. the person off the table yeah. and then suddenly have them reliving whether emotions coming up or dreams yeah. or something else. I don't want those, I don't want the person to be suddenly in this state of, of shock. Totally. Or, you know, re-traumatized. Totally. So in Kundalini, um, they sometimes say, like, if you Googled it, I'm, I'm always so grateful. I never Googled it before because I am a very, I was a very nervous Mm -hmm. person. And 
if I read some of the things that it says, it's like, it could be dangerous. You're going to pull up so much trauma and you're not going to be able to handle it. And I feel like it's true for any way of healing. Mm -hmm. I actually Googled sound bowls and it was like, beware may cause death. I'm like, what? Like, you know, like it could be, it could be anything that pulls up, um, trauma that is stored within us. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important in, and it's something you do and it's something I do as a teacher and healer. I want to make things approachable. I want it to be bit by bit. Mm -hmm. I want it to be bite-sized until you're ready to receive more. And, um, I think that's what taking what's ancient and traditional and then finding your own approach to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important because you can help make it so much more approachable to so many people. And I pride myself in that for Kundalini and I feel like it's something you do as well for Mm -hmm. acupuncture. Uh, one of my teachers who I followed, I had the good fortune of learning from her in school because she's, um, considered to be a living master, Kiko Matsumoto. Uh, one of the principles in her, um, treatments is that you tonify before you disperse. And basically that's, you nourish before you move. Mm. And whether or not, I mean, I am taking that, I'm taking that, like, I don't practice her style as much anymore. Mm. Um, sometimes I will integrate it, but I think about that all the time. One of the principles that has stayed with me that I think about all the time in treatment is tonify before you disperse, nourish before you move. Mm. You need to ground the person before you Like we all have work that we need to do in our lives, you know, every single person. And we were born into this life with work (laughs) to do, but we need to create a container of safety and a container of grounding before we, before we open that box. I love that. I love that. Which brings me to, um, I know this because I ask a lot of questions in our session, but you usually start with the feet, the mm-hmm. hands, the feet, the pulse mm-hmm. to ground, correct? I use the pulse diagnostically. Uh-huh. Um, it's just kind of one more part of the clinical picture. And then yes, I start with the feet to ground. Okay. Not everyone does. Some people start with the belly. Okay. Um, I've been with practitioners who started with points in the head and mm-hmm. I've had very grounding experiences because energetically they were, they were very in touch with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, But yes, I always start with the feet or the hands, but mainly the feet. Interesting. So I I didn't tell you this yet, but I'll share it now. I experience a lot of energetic activation, just doing, you know, going deep in my morning practice every Mm -hmm. day, doing breath work, practicing mantra. And, um, I also, when I'm tapped into my intuition or I'm getting a message or whatever it may be. I sometimes, and during meditation, I feel pressure at my third eye point. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of my journey would actually be in the back of the head where I think the, I always get confused where the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. I think the pituitary is in the back. Um, and yeah, the pituitary is in the back. The pineal is in the center, I believe. And in the beginning, I remember I received this crystal package, like this metaphysical package Mm -hmm. and the sensation I had in the back of my head, I knew something was activated Mm -hmm. and now it continues to happen, but more at the third eye point. After our last session, you did some points right around here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you did right in the middle or Mm -hmm. one on Mm -hmm. each side. And as you were doing that, I was like, not nervous, but like, oh boy, she's going for the third eye. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I know I, I hold a lot of energy in my upper chakras. That's why I'm like, not usually here on earth. I'm like floating up (laughs) in the ethers. And after that, I would be in conversations with people and all of a sudden I would get that feeling Mm -hmm. that I would get in meditation. I'm like, wait, what 
are they saying right now mm -hmm. that's triggering or what, what are we sharing right now in this conversation that's triggering this feeling mm -hmm. and sensation? And mm -hmm. then I started to think, I'm like, why is this happening to me all of a sudden? And then I was like, oh my gosh, Kat put two points in my forehead mm -hmm. and I think that's it. Mm -hmm. But not to scare anyone because mm -hmm. I'm so open to the subtleties. Like I'm so sensitive. So think these are things I experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if everyone would feel that, but I what do you think about this? I think that we receive what we're ready to receive. Yeah. So I'm totally. not, you know, I used to, I used to have a lot more anxiety, um, in my early twenties. And now I feel like, and granted having gone through my own challenges and journey, um, I don't feel scared because mm. I really Same. genuinely yeah. believe that we receive what we're intended to receive when we are intended to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I know when that we're aligned. I when, yes, that. absolutely. When we're aligned absolutely. And we're making choices out of alignment. Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also, um, and this is, we've talked about this before. I think it's very important to understand that, you know, as, as an acupuncturist, especially as a young acupuncturist, I felt such a sense of responsibility for every single thing that happened. That Like everything was mm -hmm. my milieu and I had to like, you know, control and do this and do that and whatever. And as I have, as I've um, evolved in my own career, I realized that I am not, I'm responsible for what I bring to the table. Yeah. Very much so. Mm -hmm. But I'm not responsible for someone's work. Yeah. And that sometimes things are going to come to people that is their work to do in that time. Yeah. And I need to continue holding space for it and honor that space in whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I think that we are, sometimes it's challenges that call us into the work that we're intended to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like that's not, Absolutely. it's not like one day we wake up and like the sun is shining and we're like, Oh my God, I think I'm going to, you know, go be an acupuncturist. Yeah different things call us into the places totally. that we're supposed to be in life. And I have so much faith in that at this point that I feel it on a very fundamental level of mm -hmm. my body. Um, I probably shared this with you before too. One of my favorite quotes came from one of my teachers, um, Lori, I mentioned her earlier and it is healing is not about restoration. Healing is about integration through transformation. Yeah. And that to me is the healing journey. Mm -hmm. That we're intended to take all of these experiences, and I believe they come to us in the time that they're intended to, yeah. and transform. That's our work in life. I agree more. So I want to protect and hold space for that in someone's life. Yeah. And maybe walk alongside them. But I need to honor that we're all sometimes intended to have our challenges too. It is so true. I think you said, I did the session with you, what, a couple weeks ago. And I said, oh my, like, I should have started this sooner. You know, you had mentioned something. And I think I said to you, I needed to fall further. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. Like I, mm -hmm. yes, I wish that I had come to starting Kundalini before now. Mm -hmm. But I needed, I needed to walk through the fire more. Totally. And I know that. Yep. And I'm very much at peace with that. Mm -hmm. But that's true of all of us in our lives. Yeah. So. It's so true. And you're, you're bringing me back because I remember when I was in training, I, we did a really intense set, like a 90 minute intense Kundalini set. And I realized in that moment, my trauma is what brought me here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just here to heal me, mm -hmm. but I'm here to heal the lineage and mm -hmm. like those who have come before me. And I felt that so deeply, but out 
in, in the same time, it's understanding and knowing that people have to go through whatever it is that they have to go through in order to get to where they are. And sometimes <laughs> as a healer, and then also as like my family's healer as well, <laughs> my work doesn't stop here. You know, there's a reason why I'm in my family and, and my job there. And I often have to remind myself that everyone has their own journey and like, who am I to come in and save or help? Like I offer, mm -hmm. I can share my light in the way I can share it. But at the end of the day, it's everyone's individual choice, responsibility to heal, but also go through what they need to go through because I'm not trying to mess with anyone's life path here. Right. Like they, we need to go through what, what, whether it's in our soul contract or what we need to experience in order to get to the place of where we're supposed to be mm -hmm. and our most evolved self. So that's why I love astrology. I, know, I love astrology I know. because when you look at someone's birth chart, well, this was my journey to astrology. When you look at someone's birth chart, I mean, we can look at it for so many different reasons, yeah. right? We can look ahead in transits. We can look back. We can do all of this. But if you look at someone's birth chart, one, it's telling us that the, the time that we were born matters. Mm -hmm. we, we incarnated for a specific reason and we have work that matters on this earth. All of us do. But it also shows you what your work is in this life. Yeah. And you're going to come to understand your chart more so as you as you age, as you go through experiences. But like also, you can know when you're, you know, in, in Vedic astrology, the Vedic astrologer I work with, he calls it the winter of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and he says it in the sense that you can go out and you can, you know, the farmer can get the seeds. But if you know you're in the winter of your yeah. life, you're not going to plant the seeds <laughs> because you're going to waste money on the seeds. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll come up in the spring, but it's not going to feed you next week. And when we know those things, we know that we're facing our work to do. Yeah. And you just have to be present and understand that this is my work. This is my path. Mm. And I'm here for it. Yep. And I'm just so going to stay true. true to my authentic self in integrity. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. That's why I think that ultimately at the end of the day, healing is not one modality. You know, like the healing journey for any person is going to integrate here and here and here and here. Mm -hmm. And at one time you're going to need this. And at one time you're going to need that. And yeah. maybe you need these two things together, but maybe you needed to do this to get to here. Yeah. But it all has value. So true. I think a lot of people sometimes go to think they need acupuncture if they have a problem. Mm -hmm. And I came without a problem mm -hmm. or intention, but I feel like my practice guides me to the healing modalities that I need. And what I see the practice as, the practice of acupuncture as, is like a time to really be present because you literally cannot move. <laughs> you have needles all over you. Um, and a time to completely space out. Like even in my meditations, I'm thinking very often. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I'm following a breathwork sequence. I'm, I'm doing work. Mm -hmm. Where in acupuncture, I can just lie there and be so freaking activated. Mm -hmm. Like I feel all of that energy running through my body during, the, during that session. And just heal. Yeah. And it's a beautiful, it's a very, I think, I would say more of a passive way of healing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like actively it's doing a receiving. Yes. You're receiving. Yes. yes. There's very little in life today that allows us to receive. Mm -hmm. And that's the yin. So yes. much of our, like if you look at yin and yang, mm -hmm. yang is, it's the masculine, mm -hmm. it's active, it's warm, it's out there in the world. The yin is 
the feminine the coolness, but it's also receiving. Our totally. lives today are so young. Culturally, we're so young. We need to receive. Yep. We need times of stillness. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Especially with the overstimulation of technology mm-hmm. and just, I feel like people are working more now than ever mm-hmm. in ways and receiving so much more information, putting out so much information. It's, it's a lot that's yeah. going on. So mm-hmm. to be able to just truly receive and go within in that mm-hmm. way is so special. Even having to hold boundaries is young. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to create boundaries in your life all the time, yeah. you're having to actively hold, ha- holding a boundary, which easy. we all need to do. It's not easy. not easy. And it requires a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And yet encourage. we all need to encourage. Oh yep. my goodness. Yeah. So much courage. But then when you finally start implementing it, you're like... <laughs> Check out that muscle I got. Like you're like flexing. Like yeah, got this boundary here. Right. Yeah. You know. Like, you want to see my boundary? You're like you feel so good about it because you're like finally I'm mm-hmm. listening to myself and I I don't yeah. feel. I mean for me, an emotion I go my like go to lower emotion would be mm. guilt. Mm. That's something I definitely just go right mm-hmm. into, and to finally release that and be like nope, I'm doing this not only for me mm-hmm. but for those around me. And it's yeah. like yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. You also learn who will respect and won't respect your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So when we start to create boundaries, we also start to create a life surrounded by people who are going to support us and be present for us. So So keeping, so it takes a lot of energy initially to hold a boundary. Mm -hmm. But once you start doing it, you find your life becomes much more nourishing to you. And less resistant. And less just flow back into the feminine energy. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. What's your rising sun and moon? My rising is Scorpio. Um, my sun is Capricorn and my moon is Aquarius. So it's nice. a, it's a full bag. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I have an Aquarius moon what too. Is, oh, do you really? Yeah. I think I did know that. I love my Aquarius moon. And you're a Libra so sun. Yeah. What's your rising? <laughs> Leo. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eclipse season for you was a oh, lot. Oh, Lord. Jam-packed with <laughs> yes. Scorpio energy. Yes. Yeah. And as... Are you feeling and, a shift, though, after? I'm starting to, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some other things going on in my chart that are going to keep me... On your toes? On my toes. <laughs> <laughs> until supposedly probably March. Okay. I'm coming out of the shadow period of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Pluto's been in Capricorn. And it's... the It's starting to come out it's still there it'll be there for a little while still um but but that has been very impactful um but i've been in a i've been in an astrological season for the past five years so that i'm going to be coming out of relatively soon that's exciting yes (laughs) yes it is very exciting yeah so um there was a lot of it was a time of a lot of growth um but growth through challenge yeah uh, which I was actually talking to a patient of mine who's an astrologer the other day. And, you know, we were just, we were, she made a wonderful point that, you know, Capricorns by nature tend to be very structured and they like to control things and they like to advance and, you know, just very, they tend to be much more black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a gift, as challenging as it is, it's almost a gift to have Pluto go through your sign because okay. it teaches you to totally surrender. Which is like the ultimate lesson a Capricorn needs to is learn. Is Pluto like a lot of unpredictable energy? Yes. Bringing up like mm-hmm. things that have been tucked away? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pluto, Pluto Scorpio. Okay. 
Okay. So Pluto is the, the balance between the, is it, it's the underworld. Mm. It's the diving deep and pulling out mm, of what is hidden. And the United States is going through its yes, it return, is. so that's really yes. exciting as well. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. It's a very exciting time to be It really be is. alive. It is, truly. It's it really also a is. time that requires a lot of work for every single person out there. Yep. Every single person. So true. So, so true. Which is, I think, I think, one of the reasons you're also seeing such a wonderful rise in the health and wellness awareness. Yeah. You know, and bringing that into the forefront. Yeah. I don't think that's accidental. No. Um, I think it's very much related. Yeah. And I think the hard times, like creating pressure into diamonds, like mm, we've mm-hmm. had since 2020, just really intense times that have pushed people. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with Evolve, how many more people were open to Kundalini mm-hmm. versus when I started and how woo-woo it felt compared to now. Mm-hmm. And it pushed us to get here. I think we're seeing so much of like feeling that pressure, being forced almost mm-hmm. to do the work and do what we need to do to really come into our highest selves. And then thinking about like you hear like the frequency on the planet is changing and we're creating this new earth and heaven on earth, 5D energy. And that is literally the origin of it. It's Mm -hmm. like the struggle, the intensity, the challenge that forces you to grow then brings you to Mm -hmm. that elevated space. I always think about the people that I've met in my life. That really, like, when you meet them and you're just like, and they're often people who, you know, they have a presence about them, but they're not necessarily necessarily the loudest people in the room. Mm -hmm. And when you sit down with those people, they often have a story that is just, they have a story of destruction, or they have a story of challenge, or they have a story of growth that would, that is Mm mind-blowing. And it's brought them so often, not all the time. I don't want to put that on, you know, anyone, but like to that place of peace. Yeah. Like they wouldn't have gotten to that stillness Mm -hmm. without having gone through the road that they took. So true. That was for them. Yeah. It's always such a dangerous line to walk because I don't, I don't ascribe to or, you know, want to put out there that like everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Our roads are inseparable from who we are. You know, the last couple years of my life have been very, very challenging. And I'm only getting to a place now where I can actually feel a sense of gratitude for having gone through it. Yeah. And it took everything that I knew to be safe Mm -hmm. from me. But I wouldn't be where I am now and where I'm going without having gone through it. And I, like, feel it. On good days. I still have challenging days. Of course. But... I feel the gratitude mm-hmm. and I know it and I can trust it. You know, my lease on my business started March 8th of 2020 and what, five days later, the oh entire world shut down. Um, and I felt so secure and confident in the path that I was on that I was able to be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. I saw the path to get here and I trust that it's going to keep going mm-hmm. and it has. Thank you for sticking it all out and going through (laughs) so much for so many others because you really hold such space. Like it's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. So thank you for all you do. And for me personally, because I love it. And I'm so, I'm truly so grateful. Like 
I think feeling safe in someone else's energy and being completely open and being able to just receive is so important to find. And mm-hmm. I truly have found that in you. So thank you. thank you. That's the greatest compliment anyone could give. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's thank so much you. fun. Thank you. And I hope you guys enjoyed learning um, just about a lot, <laughs> a lot of things. I mean, we can't just say this was about acupuncture. It was about so much. And I feel like that's what our sessions are always like. It's it's just mm-hmm. jam packed with so much wisdom, insight, perspective. And I'm so grateful. So thank you guys for joining in and listening here. If you are local, definitely go and see Kat for any service that she offers. I love the facial rejuvenation, but her acupuncture is incredible too. Maybe one day you'll be providing, I don't know, some astrology because I'd really like that. (laughs) In time. It's in the plan. I love that. So who knows how you'll find her or when you'll be aligned, but it's wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in each week. I'm so grateful for you as well. Visit the Instagram post and share your favorite part or just like a little nugget of wisdom that you walked away with. And if you feel guided to like, subscribe, leave a review of the podcast, it is always so, so welcome and so appreciated because it helps more people to find the podcast and have access to this. So if it's something you enjoy, sharing it, liking it, reviewing it means the world. Thank you so much. May the long time sun shine upon you. Satnam.